everybody's gotta eat. And nobody likes getting sick. That's why heroes toil in the shadows, keeping your food safe at all points, from the supply chain to the point of sale. Join industry veterans Francine L. Shaw and Matt Ragusi for a deep dive into food safety. It all boils down to one golden rule. Don't eat poop. Don't eat poop. Hello, hello, Francine. Hey, Matt. <laughs> a little different this morning, huh? It is, it is. I got a baby. I'm holding a baby right now. You are, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Yeah, so if you're watching a clip with a baby in it and you see a poop emoji, it's because it's my foster baby and she's not allowed to... Her face is not allowed to be on social media. So, But the reason why I'm holding a baby is because my wife and my mother-in-law and father-in-law, we all live together, are all in Charleston, South Carolina for a wedding. And they have been gone all week long. And I think the last time they were all gone and I was left alone with the children was like a decade ago. I think my wife does this on purpose just so I understand how crazy her life is because I complained about how crazy my life is. But when I have to live in her shoes for one week, yeah, it's insane. I'm going to say, <laughs> I called Matt last night to ask him a question and he was preparing dinner <laughs> with the children. Mr. Mom at work, <laughs> you're Matt chopping and the kids in the background. I felt so guilty because I'm feeding two people. And yes, I work. But here I am with pizza in my car, going home to feed myself and my husband and Mr. Mom feeding 10 kids. <laughs> and he's chopping and slicing and dicing. I can hear this happening in the background. And I can hear the, the children and I'm feeling very neglectful to my husband as I've got pizza in the car and that's <laughs> dinner for 10. And all I could do was laugh. First of all, it met and all this going on and me and my pizza in the car going home to feed my husband. <laughs> now, in all case, my husband loves pizza. He'd eat pizza every meal if we could get away with it. But <laughs> I love it too, because you're like trying to have this serious conversation with me about stuff that we need to do. And I'm like, okay, Francine. Another time, please. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it sounded like two of the children were maybe getting ready to kill each other. I don't know. Oh, uh, no. But it's a total shout out to my wife. I showed Francine. She left me with an 8 by 11 sheet of white piece of printer paper that was split in half and completely filled for the week, like Monday through Saturday, of all the different tasks that need to be done throughout the week. And it was covered. And then sticky notes on top of the white sheet of paper, bright yellow sticky notes of things that were on top of that, that I cannot forget. And yeah, and we're entrepreneurs, right? So it's not like my business stops working and we're, our business is crazy. So no, yeah. I love Tracy's organization. I love the fact that she trusts you to not lose these notes that she gave you. Oh, I would have framed it. I almost, I would, if I had time, obviously I didn't have time. I would have framed it and stuck it on the wall. I was definitely not losing that sheet of paper. (laughs) I'd be like, if I ever need your attention, I'm going to yell, can you hear me, dad? (laughs) Do you hear me, dad? (laughs) No, just call my wife and she'll put it on the schedule. No, but it's, it's real life. Yeah, it's crazy too. So with all that craziness, is really, truly, my wife is an absolute amazing person. Because on top of all that schedule, 
We got married in college when we were 20. We met when we were 15, started dating at 18, engaged at 19, married at 20. And my wife was going through nursing school and she decided that she wanted to be a mom instead of a nurse. She was like, you know what? I'll be a nurse later on in life. I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to be, would be a mom. And so she got her degree in psychology. And then I sold my company, my partner and I sold our company. And then she was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and get my second degree and become a nurse now. This is what I'm going to do. I, I want to do this. And at that time, we had seven kids and we were doing foster care and everything was fine. And then a tragic emergency happened. One of our friends passed and we ended up with three more kids instantly. And basically five, you count the older kids that live in the area, but not in our house. And so we had a conversation about, okay, this is adding chaos and craziness to our household. And I am, I, my business started ramping up again because I was, I'm a consultant and it takes a little while to on-ramp a consulting business, but now it's going crazy. We had a conversation and she's like, I think I'm going to quit nursing school. And I was like, really? This is what you've always wanted to do. We can make it work. And then when that semester came back up to renew, she decided to renew. So then she starts a job at a NICU as a CNA so that she would be able to get a nursing job easier when she moves on. I think my life is crazy because we all live together, right? But how that woman is able to handle everything is just absolutely amazing. So I have to give a total and complete shout out to my wife because you are an inspiration to all of our kids, particularly our daughters, about how powerful a woman like you can be as an influence for not only our children, but all of our children's friends that watch you, and particularly for me. And this week, I've always felt like that, particularly over these last couple of years. But this week in particular, holy cow, because on top of all that I had to do, you also are still doing nursing school, which you finish in December, thank God. And you're about to become a nurse, which is absolutely amazing. I just want to give you a shout out. I've never done that. I don't know if I'll do it again. <laughs> but yeah. And I was at a conference just a couple of weeks ago, and this guy who I've known for 20 years was like, how do you do everything? But I'm trying to be nice and, and tell him, oh, this is how I manage my schedule and stuff. What I should have said was, you think I, I can handle a lot of stuff. You should meet my wife because, yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And occasionally, my wife comes at me like a honey badger that's cornered <laughs> <laughs> and like all in my head think maybe women issues or something like that. No, I'm surprised I don't get more of that, actually. So love you, hon. And thank you. Oh, that was very sweet. Yeah. Okay. So speaking about honey badgers that are cornered, what's our uh, news article today? <laughs> Apparently a honey badger that felt very cornered <laughs> and decided to find her way out by people poisonous mushrooms. Yeah, and, and it's crazy, too, because it's not like she just handed them poisonous mushrooms. She cooked no. like a really good meal. No, they're called, by the way, death cat mushrooms. No, she cooked a meal. She cooked a meal. And I would have been all in this because it was Beef Wellington, and I love Beef Wellington. Beef Wellington's awesome. Yeah, so she killed so, people with filet and a puff pastry. <laughs> so it's, she cooks this all up. And if you're going to do this, you know, I'm not giving, you know, 
I feel like this is a scene of Dateline or 48 Hours. Oh, are you trying to give people murder so, advice, Francine? Yeah, well, no, but if you're going to do this <laughs> and you cook people a meal and everybody gets sick but you, this is going to be a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a death by food poisoning. So I cook a meal for my ex-husband's entire family and they all got sick, but I didn't. Look suspicious. And so just to give some context, a 49-year-old lady in Australia just got put in jail for murder of three people and attempted murder of five people in Australia. And she did this by using that death cap mushroom. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the headline today on Food Safety News. Her target was probably her ex-husband because it was her ex-husband, I'm guessing, her yeah. ex-husband, his parents, his aunt, and his uncle did not die he got sick nor did the (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband yeah because he was like no i'm not gonna go to dinner with that crazy ass woman i've already divorced her why am i going there talk about poor planning yeah oh my gosh literally one of those crime scene investigation type of shows that you would watch it says devastated i love them i can't believe that this has happened i'm so sorry she tearfully told reporters two days after the third death after the third death yeah, the first two, ah, they, they could go. But the third one, like, you know why she was devastated was she was devastated because she killed everybody but the target, probably. She was also charged with three counts of attempting to murder her ex-husband who became ill after eating three meals in 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Did not attend the July lunch. Well, hello. No, there's something going on. I've already gotten sick three times. This woman, either A, is has a very unsanitary kitchen or B is trying to kill me or or a combo of the two. Just sheesh. It says here that she um, wrote in a statement that she cooked a beef Wellington steak dish for the lunch using mushrooms bought from a major supermarket chain and dried mushrooms from an Asian grocery store. Uh, She wrote that she also ate the meal and later had stomach pains and diarrhea. So I wonder, did she cook like two beef Wellingtons and then she like fed everybody first and then was like, oh, I need to cut into the second one for myself because I'm guessing she didn't just serve everybody a meal and then just sat there awkwardly watching them consume it. <laughs> like I'm, oh, she I had to have so. eaten something. And I'm going to assume I don't really know the answer to this question. And these would be toxins, not bacteria. Right. So you have to actually eat the mushroom. Right. So, yes. So maybe she didn't eat any of the mushrooms. Oh, it's a good question. I wonder if the, because when you're cooking it, it's obviously that the, uh, you would think, assume that some of the toxins would come out of the mushroom right? into the, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe she spread it out across the plate and only took a couple bites, knowing that she would get just enough poison, but not to be sick, but not enough to kill her. How much is just enough? I'm not gambling like that. I don't know. (laughs) She knocked off a whole family. So I, so there's not, something's going on in there. That's a huge gamble. You don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a microbiologist. I don't know what. Yeah. This is actually not even microbiology. This is chemistry. (laughs) Well, chemistry, whatever. Whatever. She's got, she's dealing with actual poisons here. Yeah. You know, I want to know where she got these mushrooms. Was she just, you know, walking around the forest? Because we're talking like the middle of nowhere, Australia. Uh, I think the closest city is Melbourne. So 
Does she go out? This is premeditated. She had to have thought, okay, I'm going to go out and find these mushrooms. I'm going to cook it in this amazing meal. If you've never had beef wellington, I know you have, Francine, but like our audience, if you don't have beef wellington, it is one of the greatest tasting things ever. So she had to have thought, I definitely want to create a dish at which everybody is not only going to eat every bite of it, but praise me for it while they go to their grave. That was the greatest meal ever. Ah. (laughs) We are sick. We are sick. We were talking about how sick we are after two days after that tragic incident that happened, which we doubled the size of our family. Let's just say we have a way of dealing with stress that is probably different than the average person. Everybody deals with stress differently. And yeah, ours is not really normal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe healthier. I don't know. Well, you and I have lived a very crazy, tough life. So I think if you don't laugh your way through problems, then you probably consume a lot of drugs. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is going to definitely be in the news more because there's going to be a lot that's going to come out in this court case. I'm not quite sure how Australia deals with murder cases, if they're public or not in the United States. But if it is public, this definitely is going to get a lot of press. I wonder if they'll make a movie about this. Oh, we're going straight to Hollywood with this, are we? <laughs> or Australia's version of Hollywood. Hollywood, I don't know. Hollywood, That's Hollywood. version of Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just fascinated with it. It's just like, I just, I don't, I, first, my mind just doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be sitting around trying to conjure up. What would be the easiest way to kill somebody with, am I going to go out and buy some mushrooms and make a meal? And I just, it just, I don't know. It's well, like, you assume this is not the easiest way of killing somebody. No. Well, it's like these schemes that people come up with. That Have you ever watched that show on TV, American Greed? No. I know what you're talking about, though, but no, I have not. My heavens. Some of the stuff that these people do, like, they're genius. If they would put that intellect to something oh, good. Yes. The, yes, 100%. The things that they could do with their lives would be amazing. I would never even think to come up with some of that stuff. It's because my mind just does not work like that. Right. And I get I'm just, I get so sucked into some of these shows and these documentaries because I'm just astounded by the way their minds work. What's crazy too is like those murder mystery shows where you're... I have a couple things to say about what you said, but first off the murder mystery shows when like when writers are actually creating this stuff and I'm like, how twisted and crazy is your mind that you created something this crazy. And then at the same time, I'm like, how twisted and crazy is my mind that I actually like it? Okay, like, so, <laughs> I live on these shows. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, right. They know their audience. I think the same thing. It's it's a fascinating. It's just like, how do they come up with this crap? And while you're sitting there trying to figure it out, it's that is just so bizarre and twisted that they can. But yeah, I guess you're right. How so I actually like those shows because I travel so much. It's hard for my wife and I to get on sync for a show. So either I'll end up watching binge watch because now we can binge watch shows, right? I'll end up binge watching a show and then telling her about it or she'll binge watch a show and tell me about it. But the murder mystery ones, no, because she can't, she wants me to be in bed with her because she gets afraid because they're crazy. 
Yeah, Tim doesn't watch, not because he's afraid, but he just doesn't, it's just not his thing. The murder mystery shows, he gets up really early in the morning for work. So I usually watch those after he's asleep. But no, I love the whole murder mystery thing. Yeah. With the greed thing, with the whole, like, if they use their mind for something different, I think growing up where I did and with who I did, there are a lot of people in the world that are very smart, but grew up in circumstances at which they believe the world is against them. And I think that some of these people that are amazing criminals, and when I say amazing criminals, they are very good at their criminal activity because they're so smart feel like they can't use their intelligence for something good because the world is against them. I think that's where it's like the mindset starts with that. And then it's, well, if the world's against me and I I know there's all these schemes happening in my head, I can do these schemes and I'll never get caught because I'm so smart. And I'm doing two things. I'm doing, I'm bettering myself in a world that's against the normal man. And I'm simultaneously giving it to the man, quote unquote. I agree with that somewhat. But I guess I always saw it as we have choices. Boy, did we get serious all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) I think we started pretty serious. Well, I know, but personally serious. I know, Um, I know. Then then we talked about murder in a funny way, and now we're serious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have choices. Because we both came from similar backgrounds. We could have very easily gone down a different road, either one of us. Oh, yeah. And we we chose not to do that. So you make their decision. So you can... I have a problem with people that make the decision to think that the entire world's against them. Yeah, me too. Is opposing change. We can step out of that and live different lives if we choose to do so. I 100% agree with you, but everybody makes different choices, right? And, and it starts with mindset. We talk a lot about food safety culture. Food safety culture is about behavior. Behavior is about mindset. So is every decision that you make. If you live a tough life and you believe the world is against you, then every decision you make is based upon that mindset. If you live a tough life and you say, regardless of my circumstances, I'm going to utilize my past to better my future, better my family's future, better the world's future, like you and I working every day to try to save lives and food safety, that's a different mindset that projects the rest of our decisions for the rest of our lives. So where you have to start is with the mindset. And a lot of people's mindset is the world is against them. The man is against me. Damn the man. And if that's your mindset, it doesn't matter what anybody tells you. It doesn't matter what law is on the books. You're going to make decisions based upon that. And I like to just understand where people come from, not to agree with them, but to come to an understanding, or at least in my mind, why. I always try to search for the why. Now, those type of people, though, that start off with that mindset and are absolute criminals, unless there is some major, total, absolute change that happens to them, either some sort of religious change, some sort of total philosophical change, they're never able to be reformed. 
because the mindset is very difficult to change. I guess I didn't finish my statement. I guess what I wanted to finish that with is I've always wondered what makes some people make the decision to go down one road and others don't. What makes people make that choice or that decision? Yeah. If you could figure that out, Francine, geez. Yeah, we're in the wrong business. I'm very fascinated because you have people from families. Right. Where one person in the family makes that decision and the rest of the family doesn't. Right. And you have to wonder where there's really no reason outwardly that you can see why that would be the case. But it has. And intelligence has nothing to do with it either. No, it does not. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it's a curious thing. I've always just something that I've always been very curious about what makes some people make those decisions and other people. Well, this was an interesting tangent. So let's talk about something. Where did it go? Something a little bit different. Yeah, you have a TikTok um, for us, right? I Well, it's something that somebody sent to me and was like, you've got to talk about this because I keep seeing this and I have seen this for years. Actually, it's another Laura Wallace from, she has a podcast actually called The Gutsy Podcast. She sent this to me and said, please talk about this. Do you know that there are still people, God, I just had this. Where did it go? Dishwasher salmon. Wait, what? Dishwasher salmon. This lady, you guys can't see this. Is that on my camera? No, but wrapping up the salmon in foil. She's putting lemon and seasoning on it, wrapping it in foil. She is putting it in the dishwasher, steaming it in heat dry. Don't do this. Oh my God. There's a potato in there. Oh my God. And then enjoy. Look at it. Enjoy, she says. Don't do this. Dear God. No. So they're cooking salmon. They're steaming salmon in their dishwasher? Don't. <laughs> Just don't. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> do you want to die? Or would you really die doing that? Properly. How is this going to be? You eat sushi, salmon sushi. Okay, maybe I eat salmon sushi and you don't. I wouldn't say cook chicken in there, but okay, let's talk about. Do you know that oh my gosh, I wish you could see her face. Oh, so let's stop this. You almost chucked the boat across the room. <laughs> Put a variety of things in their dishwasher. Now, I don't know what temperature that lady's dishwasher gets up to. Are you like speechless? Well, my dishwasher has a sanitization feature on it. So, okay, so right now I don't have one, but when I buy one, it will also have its sanitation cycle on it. How old is the dishwasher? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. So there are some variables you have to figure out. About. Did she wash the cat litter box in her dishwasher? Did she wash her kid's shoes in the dishwasher? What kind of crazy shit do you push and put in your dishwasher? I don't know. <laughs> People put a lot of craziness. I saw somebody the other day. It was what were what did these people have in their dishwasher that were people were just having a fit? The cat bowls, the dog bowls. I saw something the other day. Somebody had their litter box in the dishwasher. Really? Why? Shoes in the dishwasher. Do you not have a washing machine, but you have a dishwasher? Who puts their shoes in the dishwasher? Well, maybe they eat out of their shoes. Maybe it's a utensil, Francine. Then you're gonna cook your salmon. <laughs> Okay, so so okay, so there are some variables again to this. 
if you utilize your dishwasher for crazy stuff, like how long is it going to take to cook it? What temperature does it get to? We have a whole lot to talk about before we start throwing our well, I, okay, it's first not off, an oven. It's probably the least efficient way of cooking a salmon as well, because I cook salmon all the time on you know a lot of different. Not in my dishwasher. No. Let's just throw the placenta in there too, Matt. Just throw the placenta in the dishwasher too. <laughs> the placenta For those that don't normally dishwasher. listen to us, there was the placenta podcast a couple of months ago. Okay, so I'm going to take a wild stab at a guess, and I'm guessing you are not going to be cooking salmon in your dishwasher. Okay, so I just want to know, like, Again, this is the least efficient way of doing this. You could definitely cook this in a barbecue, cook this in your oven, you cook this on a stove. Like salmon is one of the easiest things. Once you get it down, it's one of the easiest things and fastest things to cook. <laughs> but I have another question with the with the with the, the dishwasher. Do you cook the salmon with your run cycle? Do you have all the other dishes in there as well? We gotta maximize efficiency on this. <laughs> You know what? That's you know what. As crazy as the house is, and my wife doesn't get back for another day. That might actually be a good thing. I'll wash the dishes and cook dinner simultaneously. This is actually genius. You know what? Let's just wash the dishes, give the kids a bath, and cook the salmon all at the same time. Oh, and there's you know what? A bath would not be a bad idea. Have you? My kids wrestle. Get a little warm. They smell so terrible, even after a shower. Maybe the sanitization cycle on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's protesting against it too. <laughs> no, baby, I won't. We're not going to give you a bath and dishwasher. No, that's abuse. <laughs> now, the laundry machine. Okay, I think she's done with our podcast. Yeah, I think and, and, probably everybody's done with our podcast right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> we can cover in which craziness. Okay, well, Francine, along with not eating poisonous mushrooms, or cooking a salmon in a dishwasher, I would suggest not eating poop. Don't eat poop. <laughs>